It's time for Thriller Thursdays here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. The Saga of the European King, Chapter 18. Come on, everybody, and do the bitey bop. Far away across the Atlantic Ocean in the new world only accessible through downloadable content, Eric Raveuter lay in his bed slash treasure room in the Mask Temple at the centre of the fearsome Vikinka Empire. In his prime, he and his Viking hordes had terrorised Europe and been to the king's father what Terrathor was to the king. A dark reflection, a focus, and a frenemy. But in the time of our story, he was old and lethargic, rarely rising from his hospital bed. He was older than everyone and had run out of worlds to conquer. But he did have one thing. He had the king's sword. It was one of those swords that had a name, Cutty the Sword. It was also one of those swords that could talk. While his Vikinka empire ticked over in the jungles and steppes around him, Eric Ragey to lay Cutty on his massive chest and listen to the sound of his voice. Cutty was even older than Eric Rageeta and nearly as old as civilization itself. He had amassed secrets and stories, the likes of which the Viking Lord had scarcely thought possible. So the bear will just sit there and you can dress it, and then you can sit down together and admire each other. For up to 25 minutes. Wow, you're blowing my mind for real, yo. Oh, did you know that bears can ride bikes? They don't even need to learn how, they're born with the knowledge, like taxi drivers. That's ill. I know, and bears can't see in colour, but they don't need to because they can see fear. And what does fear look like to them? Well, I like colours, but they change all the time. Cutty, I could sit here on my throne, made of the skeletons of vanquished foes, sipping cocoa, and listen to you talk about bears all day. You're <laughs> 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 my best friend. Uh, not as good as the bear, though. Who was your best friend? The bear was my bestest best friend. Which bear? Do I know him? He was my friend for absolutely years. It's probably the greatest time of my life. We had a great adventure team. It was me, the bear, this ball he was quite fond of, and he'd also won this goldfish at the fun fair, which he kept in a see-through plastic bag he carried in his mouth. Yeah. He'd be taped to his paw a lot of the time. He would walk around on his back legs, the fish in the mouth and the ball in his other paw, and whoa, he'd look great. He'd look real pot. He found himself in a pair of shorts. And we'd go and we'd go and terrify locals. One time we destroyed a whole cruise liner. No! Hey, I miss him. Wish he hadn't been crushed under that articulated lorry. <laughs> the joyful laughter of Eric Rageeter and Cutty echoed through the Mask Temple, where the king had been imprisoned in darkness for three years. The only human contact that the king had enjoyed in that time had been listening to Cutty go on about bears above and the mutter of the guard who brought him a plate of maize once a day. Maize was a new kind of food created by Vikinka wizards. The king didn't like maize much. It was not European food. All this would probably be a bad situation to you or I, but not to the king. On the first day of his imprisonment, he just looked around, realised in a second that the walls were so thick and well built that even his mighty wooden hands could not break them, shrugged, and started to meditate. During his meditations, the king learned and rediscovered a lot about himself. The king was pretty old when compared to normal people. He was older than most of the people he had grown up with because he'd gained so many more experience points than anyone else and because he spent a lot of time logged onto the astral plane. 
He didn't look so old, though, because he moisturised. Sometimes, because he had so much on his mind, he lost track of some of the adventures he had had and would have to review them in a reduced, briskly edited form. The king spent the years of his imprisonment watching reruns of old episodes of his life. He paused only to eat a plate of maize. You may think that this would have reduced the king in some way or made him even weaker, but you'd be wrong. Watching the reruns made him stronger and wiser and gained him even more experience points than before. Memories are powerful, especially if your memories are of truly awesome things that really happened. He watched the landmark ones where his children were born, the sad one where Terathor turned Prince Prince to stone, when Princess Princess wandered off for a year and everyone assumed she'd been kidnapped by Mongolians. There was the time that Atlantis rose, the terrible war with the Irish, the slick animation and feature length of the Bird Wars, the quest to Islamaland, the rise of the Nega King and the loss of the trademarks. Then there was that period where he and Sally tooled around uncovering a, a big alien conspiracy. Everyone preferred to forget that season, but in retrospect, the king found that he could judge it on its own merits. He went back to the very early seasons, before India, before high school, when his father died and he inherited Cutty. He had his very own gang, and he was known throughout Brussels as being a tearaway young scamp. Hello, who's there? Is the king in? Oh, it's you, Master Glowfist. And you've brought that half-feral scullery maid's daughter. Oi, my name's Fighty Fran. Is the king in? Um, no, not for the likes of you urchins. He's taking his lessons and he is not to be disturbed, not for... Oh! Come back here, you beastly little brat. King, get down here. We've seen Wet Willie up by the library. Uh, Wet Willie? What's he doing? I bet it's really windy. Please. Painting. Like a girl. Yeah, uh, like a girl, but he's a boy. Like a girl. We've got to get over there and get it. Wait there. I'm going to affect my story. Absolutely not. You're not to go out with these ruffians. You've got soldiering with Lieutenant Magnificent this afternoon, and and the Glowfist boy doesn't even have a father. You can't tell him what to do, Cake Boy. He's the king now, isn't he? I'm quite aware of that, I can assure you. Nevertheless, the two of you Yeah, I've must... got it! I've got it! Royalty today, kids. We're going to teach Wet Willie not to paint like a girl. Yes! Yeah, yeah, there's like stupid teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh! You are going to get such a thrashing when you come home. Mark my words. Mark my... <laughs> I can't do this alone. <laughs> now, children, remember, it doesn't matter if you make mistakes. That can just be part of the work. Don't even... Uh, oh, my. William. William, that is amazing. I... I didn't know you could get colours like that with powder paint. Why, thank you. I brought some materials from home. <laughs> Nothing special. Egg yolk, turmeric, bitumen, My. copper sulfate. Well, I, I think you could teach me a thing or two about colouring. Oh. Ah, where is he? Where is the wet one? There he is. Oh. Yeah, he's painting. No. It's a king crane gown. Just wait. No, no, I'm painting. Stamp on it. Stop. Stop. Yeah, go smash these. Smash these. Oh, my sweet Christ. Stop. Ah. 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 Ah.
with us, wet willy. Don't call me that. My name is William Terrethor. That's something someone wet would say. We'll teach him. Yeah. yeah. Watch it, watch it, water. Water, you don't need it. Water. Break his fingers. then were just packed with youthful larks like these. Though they would always get comeuppance for their mischief in the end, Father Figaro would whip them senseless with a string of Christmas lights before sending them to bed without any supper. Then he'd knock back a triple gin and cry himself to sleep. Those were simpler, more wholesome times, and the king would miss them often. The status quo would change considerably in a later issue, when the king went out roaming the Castile hunting grounds in search of fun. The fun he found was Chukwala, the boy spy from the United States, being savaged by a lion. Oh, oh, oh. Wow, oh, Cuddy, what's that? That's a lion, it's not so tough. Are you sure? Yeah, a bear can beat one easy, oh, fight it. If you say so. Yeah, go on, fight the lion. Hey, lion! Oh, yeah, you made his eyes fall. Take that! Are you okay, strange brown boy? I am not seriously harmed. He did not chew through the spells that protect me. Why are you out here on your own? Uh, I was just looking for the fun that little boys enjoy. Hey, me too! Wanna be in my gang? I've got to... I've got Fighty Fran, she's a girl, and Horrible Harry. I promoted him to Colonel yesterday. Old man Magnificent is so sore at that. I must leave. What's his problem? Okay, let's finish off the line. No, wait! He's sad. Oh, of course he's sad, you punched him in the face. Now come on, stab me through his eyes. I'm sorry I punched you, Lion. I get angry sometimes and I don't know what I'm doing. No, you're not killing it. Don't hug it. I'm sorry. The sincerity of the young king's hug sparked something wonderful. Something greater than magic passed from the king into the lion's noble heart. No, thank you. You can talk! So what? Oh man, this is the greatest! We are going to have the best time! You can join my gang! Let's see Figaro try and give me the Christmas lights now! Bitey turned out to be a real hit. With a live lion at his side, the king never had to do any homework or fear any sort of punishment and was free to go anywhere and do anything, which really opened up the format. Not only did Bitey become part of the gang, but he soon was starring in his own episodes. He was a wellspring of naughty antics, from biting the postman, to eating Terrathor's dog, to appearing on a very special episode of Dancing with the Stars. Lovable old Bitey became a national institution. Before long, it was Bitey and the Saga of the European King. He even had his own hit rap single in 1991, The Bitey Bop, which stayed number one at the charts for 16 weeks. Eventually, though, just as the king was sitting his final exams at high school and was about to breach the next big age demographic, Bitey grew sick. Father Figaro and the king took him to the vet, and the vet said that Bitey had to be put to sleep. The king held the big old lion's paw as he lay on the cold, hard table, and the vet gave him an injection. He softly and slowly sang the last verse of the Bitey Bop as the lion ebbed away. It's real easy. Just move and hop. 
from head to toe and toe to top. Don't stand there gaping. Do I have to call a cop? Come on, everybody. And do the bitey pop. Don't stop the bitey pop. Don't stop the bitey pop. Don't stop the bitey pop. The king let go of bitey's paw. It hung limply by the side of the table. Father Figaro's hand lay useless on his shoulder. The king closed his eyes as a boy, and he opened them as a man. He left Europe within the week. With a winnow downcast, he wandered the fantastical lands of India. He learned how to meditate, how to love, and how to be the best possible person in the world. And when the king, sitting there in that well-built prison, reflected on his memory of Bitey dying on that table, there was an audible click in the darkness. His prison cell was filled with light. Maze particles were scattered everywhere. The king smiled, but he did not open his eyes. He knew what was up. Bitey had seen his emotions from heaven. He had locked onto the intensity of the king's memory, and everything was going to be all right. Bitey, it's good to see you again, old friend. All right, bub, all right. Have, um, have you got any change? I need it for the bus. No, sorry, Bitey, I haven't got anything on me, but thanks for coming to see me in prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 my mate owes me money, but he's in the hospital, like. Did you lock on to the intensity of my memories from heaven, Who'd you think put in there? Hmm? Yeah. Sorry, in what, your friend? Yeah. So, um, how's heaven? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's good, it's great. Yeah, it's all right. I'm getting my sleeves done. Your sleeves? Yeah, 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 my ink. This arm, and then and then this one. And then, then maybe my back legs as well. It's gonna be wicked when it starts. It's gonna be just wicked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um. Uh. uh what, what designs are you getting? Oh, my my mate's doing them. He can draw snakes like uh really well. Mm. Yeah. And and cars. Yeah. I, I want speed. Oh, like uh, the impression of speed. <laughs> and my boys. I mean, I'm not messing around. Uh, um. Do you remember the adventures we had? How we used to tease Terathor and go scrumping apples. Remember when I entered you into that sheepdog contest? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, we did that, yeah. Uh, look, if you got any change, I need it for the bus, like. Uh, no, no, buddy, I don't have any change. I mean, I got stacks at home, I got stacks and stacks, you know, like, like, up to my ears, like, up to here, like, like this. No change. Oh, yeah, well, you know, thanks for nothing. It's all right, you know, I only brought you back your hands. Bitey had brought the three pairs of hands that Mechanicus had made him, one for each birthday that the king had missed. Each pair of hands had a special ability. One was a pair of rocket hands, one was a pair of grappling hook hands, and the final pair would light up red and make noises when you hit them together. My hands! Bitey! You're a genius! You with your hands, 
They're like wood, aren't they? Yeah, you were always on with your hands. It was, it was your thing. Like it was, it was, it was your personality. Hmm. Well, um, well, well, it wasn't my personality. Oh no, 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 it was, it was. I mean, that's that's what you call it. It's like it's like how you are. Don't argue with me, mate. You know, you gotta know that. You haven't changed at all either, Bitey. Yet somehow, you're very different now that I'm, you know, an adult. Oh, come on, man. You got any change? Anything? I, I, I really need to make a phone call. Yeah, I'll talk to you later, Bitey. I'm, I'm just gonna break out of here. With his busted up, old, out-of-date hands discarded and his brand new, awesome rocket hands screwed on, the king stepped back, took aim, and flattened the wall of his prison with one massive blast. His hand rebounded back at him and reattached to his wrist. He walked calmly through the rubble, waved the dust away, and prepared to disarm and murder the three guards he knew to be outside. Only someone had done that already. Axe! Oh, hello! We had a hunch we'd find you here. It was Axe Axewound, who the king had not known since childhood, but near enough. They were tight as bros and eager to not be ashamed of it. What was he doing outside the king's cell in the new world? Crazy. Did you use your Celtic tracking senses to find me from the other side of the world? Uh, yeah, that's what I did. Right, yeah, that. And they told me to hire a PI. The trail was hot and narrow. A poker fresh from the fire, ready to change everything. Go, go, gorilla! <laughs> Always a pleasure. The pleasure's mine, scratched and warm, like an old record. Breaks your heart all over again every night. <laughs> Get a load of this guy! I know, right? Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen, the demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour, bring you Twisted Pulp Magazine, a journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed, worlds of the supernatural, worlds of dark satire, worlds of nightmarish futures, Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E.com. Music.